There we are. Okay. Uh, still with my knees parallel to the front of the desk. Welcome to Recreation Radio. This podcast features first-time and novice voice actors recreating old plays from the golden age of radio. Mistakes, mispronunciations, gender swapping, strange audio noises, changing racist and sexist stereotypes. You can find it all here. This month's episode is a reading of Sherlock Holmes' The Night Before Christmas. Original air date, December 24th, 1945. This episode from the life of Sherlock Holmes will be transmitted to our people overseas by shortwave and through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Petri Wine brings you... Basil Rathbone and Nigel Bruce in The New Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. The Petri family, the family that took time to bring you good wine, invites you to listen to Dr. Watson tell us another exciting adventure he shared with his old friend, that master detective, Sherlock Holmes. Well, right about now, you are probably taking a little breather in your last minute rush to get everything ready for the big day tomorrow. Children have to be put to bed to wait for Santa Claus, and there's the tree waiting to be decorated, and, oh, a million and one things which must be done before morning. I sure hope you got all your Christmas shopping done. It's pretty hectic rushing off at the last minute to take care of Uncle Charlie or Aunt Bertha or Cousin Sam. But if you must get something, just remember that you can always dash over to your wine merchant and get a bottle or two of Petri wine. Or better yet, a whole case of Petri wine. Petri wine's a swell gift, and I just thought a little last-minute suggestion might be of some help. And now, I'm sure our good friend Dr. Watson's waiting for us, so let's go in and join him. Come in, come in, come in. Ah, there you are, Mr. Bartell. Oh, say, Doctor, I can see you're going to have yourself quite a Christmas. Big tree in the corner with lights on it. Where'd you get those? Table covered with presents. You must be mighty popular. They aren't all for me, my boy. You see, I'm having a Christmas party tomorrow for my housekeeper's little nieces. Oh. I'm going to dress up as Santa Claus for him. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll look very convincing in the part. Oh, by the way, Doctor, I, uh, I brought you a little present. Oh, really? Here it is. I hope you like it. <laughs> it's good of you, Mr. Bartell. I've got one for you, too, here somewhere. Uh, you mustn't open it until tomorrow. Here you are, my boy. Thanks a lot, Doctor. And uh, how's about tonight's story? Last week you told us you'd chosen an adventure with a lot of Christmassy atmosphere. Yes, Mr. Bartell. My story begins on another Christmas Eve many, many years ago. To be exact, in 1886. At the time the adventure occurred, I must confess I didn't quite understand what was going on myself. In fact, I never did quite make heads or tails of it, until Holmes took pity on me later and explained the whole thing. But I shan't try to confuse you, Mr. Bartell. I'll tell you the story exactly as it happened. Right you are, Doctor. Let's go. Very well. On that Christmas Eve in 1886, I was standing in our Baker Street rooms dressed in the costume of Santa Claus. Holmes, his long, thin fingers pressed together lay back in an armchair and gazed at me quizzically, while our housekeeper, Mrs. Hudson, 
stood by the door and... Oh, well, Dr. Watson, you make a grand Santa Claus. <laughs> Doesn't he, Mrs. Hudson? Try on the be- try the beard on, Watson, old chap. I'm afraid this is going to be a little uncomfortable. <coughs> uh, there, uh, how does it look? Oh, you look just like the old man on the Christmas cards, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Watson, it really becomes you. The cheery twinkle in your eyes... The Rudy collection, comple- oh, oh, the Rudy complexion, and our, the appropriate girth. What a shame we can't obtain some snow and a sleigh and reindeer for you. However, I'm sure Mrs. Hudson's nieces will be very much impressed. Ah, uh, they will that, sir. And it's very kind of you, Doctor, to offer to come over to the house with me. With their father in the hospital and my sister at his bedside, it would have been a very miserable Christmas without you. Oh, I shall enjoy myself, but I think I'll take this beard off before we get there. <coughs> ah, that's it. Are you ready to leave, Mrs. Hudson? I am, sir. Will I get a cab? How far do we have to go? Oh, Lexington Gardens, number 28. It's just off the Edgware Road, Doctor. Oh, it's not far, but bearing in mind my costume, I suppose we'd better take a cab. Aye, sir, I'll get one. Holmes... What are you going to do with yourself? I hate leaving you alone on Christmas Eve. Oh, don't worry, old chap. I shall spend a profitable evening writing my new monograph. Oh, what's this one about? An analysis of teeth marks on pipe stems with a particular regard um, to indicated character. Oh, gracious me, how exciting. Well, I must be going. <laughs> don't forget your sack of presents, old fellow. Oh, great Scott. No, 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 not the sack. Ah, when you come to distribute them, you'll find that I took the liberty of adding a few uh, trinkets on my own behalf. Oh, that's very thoughtful of you, Holmes. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Holmes, but there's a gentleman to see you. Says he's an old friend of yours. Here's his card, sir. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's old Whittacombe. Splendid. Ask him to come up, please, Mrs. Hudson. All right, sir. And I hope your party is a great success, Mrs. Hudson. Thank you, sir. Are you sure you don't want me to stay? Now that you have a visitor, I mean. Oh, no, no, no. Indeed, no. Mrs. Hudson, I can show the gentleman out myself. You go off and have a good time. I wonder what Lord William wants. Perhaps I should stay and give you... No, no. Please, my dear fellow. Certainly not. Eh? You're far... You've... You've far more important work to do. Whittacombe probably wants revenge at chess or something equally um, innocuous. Off with you, my dear fellow, and enjoy yourself. Just the same. I wish you were coming with me. I'll see you later. I shall be there. Uh, come on up, Whittacombe. Hello, Holmes. Oh, evening, Watson. You make a very convincing Santa Claus. Are you leaving? I'm afraid so, Lord Whittacombe. Well, good night, then. Uh, good night. Good night, sir. How are you, Holmes? All alone on Christmas Eve, eh? Yes, Whittacombe. I'm glad you came over to see me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it to be? An evening of chess, or have you unearthed some recent treasure of medieval pottery that we can discuss? Neither, Holmes. I've come to you in a professional capacity. I... I need help. <laughs> oh, come on now, Whittacombe. Don't tell me that after all these years of quiet friendship, you're going to, uh, become a client. Yes, I'm afraid so, Holmes, though I doubt if my problem will interest you very much. 
It's hardly up to your rather colorful standards. Uh, care for a cigar? <laughs> oh, thanks. Ah. Now, my dear Whittacombe, what's your trouble? <clears throat> well, I decided this year to have a little Christmas party at my townhouse. I'm quite comfortably off, as you know. And it occurred to me that I have several relatives and friends who are not as well off. I'm having a party for them tonight, Holmes, and I'd hope you'd attend it. Disguised as Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, my dear fellow. I've adopted many disguises in my time, but Father Christmas has never been one of them. Why do you want me to attend the party in, in, in disguise in any case? Are you uh, ashamed of your friendship with the private detective? Or do you consider my features uh, more acceptable when buried beneath depths of a snowy beard? Now, my dear Holmes, do take me seriously. I'm not joking, I assure you. Oh, of course you're not. Of course you're not. You, uh, you want me to attend your party in disguise? Why? I'm giving some I'm very giving valuable, some presents. valuable presents. Uh, diamond and onyx diamond cufflinks, and onyx platinum and ruby earrings, and such like, and I've wrapped each of the presents in banknotes. <laughs> dear me, where are these presents now? In a sack, in charge of my butler. I was going to dress up in Santa Claus and give them out myself until I got this warning letter. That's why I've come to you. Warning letter, eh? Yes, I received it by this evening's post. Listen to this. My dear Lord Widecomb, your generosity with Christmas presents borders on osternation. We do not approve. Either we receive 5,000 pounds in sovereigns at post restant box 379 by 6 o'clock on Christmas Eve, or I'm afraid your Christmas party will be conspicuous by its absence of presence. Let me see that note, Whittacombe, will you? Yes, here you are. Thanks. Mm-hmm, plain paper, torn from a penny book. Writing is obviously disguised in it. By George, yes! Whittacombe, I accept this case. I'll come to- I'll come with you to your party at once, and, furthermore, I shall follow your just- your suggestion regarding a disguise, dress the Santa Claus, I shall be- less likely to attract suspicion. I'm delighted, Holmes, but what made you decide so suddenly? This writing, my dear fellow, this writing. Though it's in a false hand, I'd know that characteristic M in my dear Whittacombe. I've seen it far too often at the beginning of a uh, signature. Moriarty. Moriarty? Who's he? Oh, one of the cleverest, most unsculptured criminals in England, Whittacombe. There's no time to be lost. It's, let me see now, 6.30, half an hour beyond the deadline given to you in this letter. We must go to your house at once. Oh, this is a, as pardon me. This is as far as the cab can take us, Doctor. Here you are, cabby. Here's five shillings for you and a merry Christmas. Oh, bless you, Governor, and a merry Christmas to you too. Ah, as you said, you wanted to get into the house through the back way so that you could surprise the children. 
Yes, I thought I'd pretend to come down the kitchen chimney. Well, you can get to the back of the house by going up the alley here. I'll go in the front door. Splendid, splendid, Mrs. Hudson. Which is the house? Number 28. It's the third one down the alley, Doctor. I'll have the back window in open in no time, and you can slip in without any of the barons seeing you. Very well. Gloomy little street, I must say. Hello. Where's the music coming oh, from? Oh, it's from that temple across the street, Doctor. The disciples of the octagonal square, they call themselves. What on earth do you suppose that means? Some newfangled cult. Heathens, most likely. Hello, hello, hello. I'm not the only Santa Claus abroad tonight. Looks like, Look at that fellow across the street over there. Oh, dressed just like yourself, Doctor, and carrying a sack, too. Oh, he's running up the steps to the temple. Great Scott, he's, he's slipped on the ice and injured his sack. I wonder what his hurry was. Here, here, my man, let me help you up, sir. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, silly of me, wasn't it? Here you are, sir. Now, give me your hand. Oh, be careful now, Doctor. Dinna trip yourself. Oh, we Santa Clauses have to help each other, you know. Up you come. That's Whoa. it. Oh, gracious me. Oh, Doctor, I told you to be careful. Now you've fallen, too. Oh, it's this confounded red coat of mine and the sack. They tripped me up. Did you hurt yourself, sir? No, no, no. I'm all right, I think. Um, how about you, sir? I'm all right, thanks. Uh, silly of me to run, wasn't it? Uh, here's your sack, sir. Thank you. Good night and Merry Christmas. Good night. Same to you, sir. Same to you. Oh, he, he went into the temple. Must be a disciple of the octagonal square. You're sure you're not hurt, doctor? No, no, of course not, Mrs. Hudson. Give me my sack, please. <clears throat> Thank you. Your sister's house is the third one down this alleyway, you say? I'll hurry and open the back window. Yes, I'll be waiting for you in the back, Mrs. Hudson. This is going to be rather fun. What a shame Holmes isn't with us. Oh, well, he's probably happier having a good time of chess with Lord Whittacombe. <laughs> this, this is, is my, my house, Holmes. Number 39. 39 Bronson Square, eh? And dear old Watson is just around the corner in Lexington Gardens and hasn't any idea I've left Baker Street. Yes, sir. Here you are, Cabby. Thank you, sir. A Merry Christmas, sir. Uh-huh. Listen to that. <laughs> Carol singers. Yes, we'll probably have our fill of them before this evening's over. Good evening, my lord. Have the guests arrived, Hargrave? Most of them, sir. They're in the library. You brought another Santa Claus with you, I see, my lord. Another... Santa Claus? What do you mean? The gentleman arrived three quarters of an hour ago, sir. Dressed as Santa Claus. I took him to your study, my lord, and showed him the sack of presents. You found it! He's got here before us! Where's the study? This way. I hope I didn't do anything wrong, my lord. You told me that a gentleman dressed as Santa Claus would be coming here. Dear me, the gentleman appears to have gone. Yes, and the sack containing the presents with him. But he can't have left the house, my lord. I've been watching the front door. Yes, and while you were doing that, he slipped through the window here. The catch is undone. Hargrave, describe this man. I can't tell you much about his appearance, I'm afraid, sir. He was dressed as Santa Claus, just like yourself. But I did notice one thing about him, sir. Oh? 
What was that? He lisped, sir. It was quite pronounced. Of course. Lou the Lisper. Who on earth is Lou the Lisper? (laughs) One of Moriarty's most trusted accomplices. Fortunately, though, I've heard news of him lately through my underworld grapevine. You, uh, you know where he lives? He's, he's reputed to have connections with a new cult that calls themselves the Disciples of Octagonal Square. Octagonal. Their headquarters are just around the corner from here. Then let's go at once. Of course. And, Paragrave? Yes, Get a message to Scotland, Scotland Yard as, get a message to Scotland Yard as fast as you can. Ask for Inspector Lestrade and tell him to join me at the Temple of Octagonal Square in Lexington Gardens as fast as possible. Children are awful excited, Doctor. I told them you just came down the chimney. I'll slip the beard on and then I'll go get to them. (coughs) There we are. Will I announce you, Doctor? Yes, yes, please, Mrs. Hudson. All right, sir. Quiet now, children, quiet. Santa Claus has come to see you and he's brought you all presents. Hello, hello, children. Hello, Santa Claus. My name's Elsie. Did you bring me a present? I did, Elsie. I'll uh, look at my sack in a minute. And uh, uh, what's your name, young lady? Herbert. They call me Birdie. Did you come down the chimney? Yes, Birdie, I certainly did. (laughs) I bet you had a time doing it. You're so fat. Oh, don't be rude, Bertie, or Santa Claus won't give you your presents. And what's your name, little one? Leota. I got a cold. Oh. Yes, I see you have. Uh, Well, children, gather around me and I'll see what presents I've got for you. Uh, The first present is for, um... Well, this can't be right. It says for Her Grace the Dowager Duchess of Dooley. Oh, do you suppose Mr. Holmes has been playing a practical joke on you, Doctor? Well, I suppose so, but I can't see the point myself. But he did say that he'd had a few trinkets of his own. I want my present. Then supposing you take this one, Elsie. Oh, cool. Thank you. And this one here is marked for, um, the Reverend Arthur Carter. I wonder what Holmes is up to. Uh, here you are, Bertie. Cool, thanks. And this one's for you, Leona, because you've been a good little one. This is very big, is it? I wanted a dog. Oh, wanted a dog. Good gracious me. Well, I'll bring you a dog next year, Leona. Dr. Watson? Yes, Mrs. Hudson? Look at the wrapping on these presents, Doctor. Why, they're 20-pound notes. Great Scott. Oh, cool. Look what I got. Now, let me see. Why, cufflinks and a diamond and onyx ones. Unless I'm very much mistaken. I got some pretty earrings. Look how they sparkle. Let me see those. Good gracious, I swear that these are platinum and rubies. What in the thunder's going on? I want my earrings back. Give me back mine, too. Well, here you are, here you are. Dr. Watson, what do you suppose has happened? I don't know, Mrs. Hudson. Perhaps my toys are still at the bottom of my sack. I can't understand it. I wish Holmes were here instead of dozing in front of our fire in the Baker Street.
Where are you, Holmes? Here by the bed. This is the only room in the temple that gives any signs of having been lived in. I think our uh, bird has been here, but I'm afraid he's flown. Wish, I wish uh, Inspector Lestrade would get here. Strike a match, will you, Whittacombe? Right. Ah, here's a candle on the table. Ah, just as I feared. Look at the bed. A red coat and a beard. Yes. Lou the Lisper has discarded his disguise and gone. And I'm and with that, I'm afraid your valuable presence. Oh, wait a minute. Here's a sack lying on the floor. Oh, oh no, this isn't mine. Look what's in it. A, a, a toy dog, a large box of, box of chocolates, little girl's dolls. In the thunder. Why, this is Watson's sack. But how on earth could Lou the Lisper have gotten a hold of it? Somewhere, somehow, he and Watson must have had an accidental change, and Lou the Lisper is no doubt trying to track Watson down this very minute. We must work fast, Whittacombe, or my friend's life and those of Mrs. Hudson and her relatives won't be worth a tinker's damn. Oh, now, Doctor, you can't break off your story there. Oh, yes, I can, my boy. Before I go on, I thought we'd have a glass of port to uh, (laughs) freshen us up. Oh, well, that's (laughs) that's something different, of course. Instead of talking about port, as I sometimes do, it should be nice to drink some for a change. There you are, my boy, and a Merry Christmas to you. The same to you. And now, what's happened next, Doctor? We left you at the children's Christmas party and Sherlock Holmes and Lord Widecombe around the corner at the Temple of the Octagonal Square. Yes, Mr. Bartell, although at the time, of course, I had no idea what was going on. There I was, cheerfully handing out gifts right out of my sack. Well, not a king's worth of gifts, at least a baronet's ransom. While outside the Temple of the Octagonal Square, a word I still can't say, Holmes and Lord Widecombe were talking to Inspector Lestrade of Scotland Yard. And that's the case in the nut... In a nutshell, let's read. Let's let's read. Let's read. And that's the case in a nutshell. Let's read. Let's read. Let's read. And that's the case in a nutshell. Let's read. Let's read. Let's read. Let's read. And that's the case in a nutshell. Let's read. Let's let's read. Let's trade. Let's trade. And that's the case in a nutshell. Let's trade. Yes. Seems to me, Lord Whittacombe, you'd have been wiser to get in touch with Scotland Yard when you first got the warning note. We could have nabbed him when he came to your house and pinched the sack of presents. Lestrade, it's no time for postmortems. We've got to reach Lou the Lisper before he finds Dr. Watson. Do you suppose he can do that, Holmes? It wouldn't be difficult. Lou the Lisper is nearly as credit as his master, Professor Moriarty. The chances are that you were followed when you came back to Baker Street tonight, Whittacombe, and it's equally likely that Watson and Mrs. Hudson were followed as they left it. Moriarty seldom leaves anything to chance. Well, where did Dr. Watson go tonight? 28 Lexington Gardens. It's just around the corner from here. Well, then let's go there at once. And frighten everyone away, 
No, 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 Lestrade. We must use a little subtlety. Now, Lou the Lisper wishes to recover that pack of presents from uh, Watson. How would he invade the party with the least possible trouble? By uh, dressing up as Santa Claus again? No, no. I think he's overplayed that role for one evening. Well, then how would he try to get in, Mr. Holmes? Come on, Lestrade. What group of people can enter any house on Christmas Eve without invitation and without creating suspicion? The carol singers! Exactly, my dear fellow. I shouldn't be surprised if at this very moment, Lou the Lisper and some of his gang are singing carols outside of 28 Lexington Gardens. Well, then what are we going to do? Form a rival carol society. How many of your men did you bring with you? Three. A sergeant and two constables. Wearing greatcoats? Yes, Mr. Holmes. But why? Good. They can uh, hide their helmets and pretend to be singers. Come on, let's go over there and... While we're uh, walking, we'll rehearse our carols. We must appear very convincing. Sound your A, Lestrade. Sound your A. Take me for a ride on your back, Santa Claus. Oh, no, no. You mustn't make Santa Claus too tired, Leona. No, that's all right, Miss Hudson. Hop on, Leona. Hop on. Oh, they're singing carols outside the door. Oh, isn't that nice? Can't they come inside and sing for us, Santa uh, Claus? Yes, of course they can. Ask them to come in, Mrs. Hudson, will you? All right, sir. Oh, come on. Let me get on your back, too. Oh, now, now. Take it easy. <laughs> oh. There we go. I want to see your reindeer, Santa. See my reindeer? They're, they're up on the roof and, and not in the sack. I'll climb up and see them. No, no, no. You mustn't do that. They're asleep. Uh, oh, here are the carol singers. Off you get, children. There you go. Uh, and there you go. Uh, now That's it. Now, uh, uh, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening and Merry Christmas. Would you like to sing some carols to the children after that? I'm sure you'd like a drop of <laughs> something to warm you up. Well, thank you, sir. We'd sure like that. Haven't I met you somewhere before, my man? Uh, no, sir. I'm sure you haven't. Come on, men. Let's sing good cake. Let's. Uh, come on, men. Let's sing good King Winsless. Well, here we are outside the house, Mr. Holmes. Now what? Listen. Mm-hmm. Who the Lisper and his men are already there. Are we going in now? In a moment. Now, men, you have your truncheons handy? Yes, Mr. Holmes, we're ready. Oh. Splendid. Now, remember... When we're inside and I yell, Merry Christmas, on the top of my voice, you bring out your truncheons and get Lou the Lisper and his gang as quickly as possible. Don't arrest them until you get outside again. 
Lestrade, I don't want to frighten the children. Right you are, Mr. Holmes. We're ready. Just give us the word, and we'll go in and get them. Oh, that was very nice singing. And how about something to warm you all up? That won't be necessary, Dr. Watson. See to the door, Sammy. Now, all of you, stay right where you are. Who are you? What do you think you're up to? Please don't be difficult, Doctor. All I want is the jewels out of my sack that you stole from me tonight. You try and stop me, I shall have to hurt you. <laughs> Why do you talk so funny? You've got a cold like me? Shut up. Now, Doctor, where are the jewels? Oh, curses. There are some more carol singers outside. Shall I tell them to go away, Lou? No, but I'd let them come in. If we don't, they might get suspicious. All right, Lou. I suppose you know what you're up to. Now, no tricks, Doctor. If you try and give an alarm, I shall have to get rough with you. Well, I don't mind about that, but just remember, there are children present. Hey, matey. You were here before us, hey? Uh, well, what do you say we all join in a little carol for the nippers, hey? Well, all right, uh, what do you want to sing? How about Hank the Carol Angel sing, eh? All right, all right. Uh, come on, men, let's sing. Not sure I know who Hank the Herald Angels are, but this is quite a good song. Can, I don't either. Can I just make it jingle bells? You don't know how the Hark the Herald Angels sing. What do they you don't know that one? There we go. Merry Christmas. Watson, what's happening? They're all hitting each other with a punch. Yeah, you can't do that. They're all going away. They're dragging each other out. Hey, hey, come back here. Oh, this is terrible. Holmes, Holmes, what in the thunder is going on? I'll explain to you. Holmes? I'll explain to you later, old chap. Lestrade? Yes, Mr. Holmes? Take them to Scotland. Take them to Scotland Yard and press charges. I'll be over in a little while and give evidence. Right, you are, sir. Too bad we didn't catch Professor Moriarty, too. Well, at least we have some of his cohorts. I'll see you later, Lestrade. I wish we knew what was going on here. Is Moriarty or someone named Hank mixed up in this business? <clears throat> yes, Watson, and I'll tell you all about it as soon as I've straightened this thing out. Oh, Whittacombe? Yes, Holmes. The, uh... 20-pound notes that you used as a gift wrapping seem to have been scattered all over the house. So, uh, do you want me to recover them, too? No. From what you've told me of the children, I think their parents could use the money much more profitably than my relatives. In any case, I can replace it. A very generous Christmas gift. Well, children, did you enjoy our little game that we staged for you? It was a lot of fun. 
best. I nearly died laughing when they started hitting each other. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad uh, you enjoyed it, children. And now, uh, um, I want to, sh- I want you to show me the presents you received. I got these pretty earrings. Oh, they were part of the game too. A nice little girl like you doesn't want silly earrings, Elsie. Here's a a beautiful doll for you. Cool. Her eyes open and shut and everything. And uh, what did you get, my little man? These. Oh, cufflinks. Good gracious, who wants cufflinks when you can have a a a, a, a clockwork train? Do you want to exchange? Train? Lord love a duck, yes! I wanted a dog. There's one for you, Leona, a nice woolly dog. Oh, cool. He's lovely. And here you are, children. A nice big box of chocolates, too. You can all share them. Oh, love me, what a night! I ain't had as much fun since Granny got her finger stuck in the plug hole. (laughs) (laughs) I still don't understand what's going on, Holmes. But I must say, this has all the earmarks of being a happy Christmas. (laughs) Yes, old fellow. Mrs. Watson. Hey, Ms. Holmes. How's uh, the turkey coming along? Yeah, this whole time I've been preparing a giant feast. (laughs) Uh, Oh, it'll be ready in a few minutes, Mr. Holmes. (laughs) Miss Holmes? Mm. Splendid. You doing okay there, Holmes? <clears throat> the turkey will be there in a few minutes. Are you okay? Do you need another drink? Yeah, a drink would be nice. Can we have some vodka? Th- that would be fantastic. Splendid. And uh, while we're waiting, perhaps the children will oblige with something we haven't heard so far this evening. Yes, yes, I know what you mean. No more conversations about sex. Uh, a Christmas carol that really sounds convincing. How about it, children? All right. Come on, Elsie. Come on, Leona. You know, leave that sack alone, child. That's it. Yeah. Well, Doctor, that really was a swell story. On a Christmas Eve like this, do you ever wish you were back in Baker Street celebrating Christmas there? At times, yes. But actually, Mr. Bartell, I'm very happy right here in my little home with my sack all to myself. There on the table is a beautiful little Christmas tree. A very small bag. There is a fine, fine fireplace over there. My two dogs, Monty and Willie, who's, uh, you know, got his own problems with sex, are sleeping peacefully at my feet. And best of all, I've got the love of every child in the neighborhood. Yes, I've got a great deal this Christmas Eve. Lots to be thankful for. A giant sack. And what with the troubles of the world on their way to being settled, it looks as if this is the brightest Christmas that, that I've ever had. Well, that's how I feel about it too, Doctor. About my sack? Oh, I hope that all of our friends listening in are just as happy on Christmas Eve as we are. And speaking not only for myself, but I know for all of us, and for the Petri family too, we wish every one of you a happy Christmas from the bottom of our hearts. God rest ye merry gentlemen. Well, Doctor Watson, next Monday is New Year's Eve. What story do you plan to tell us? One that I think you'll find extremely appropriate, Mr. Bartell, especially after all this sack talk. It takes place in a Scottish castle near Edinburgh on a New Year's Eve in 1900 and concerns a pair of lovers, an elderly baronet, and a strange iron box that proved to be more than its weight in gold. Tonight's Sherlock Holmes adventure was written by Dennis Green and Anthony Boucher and was suggested by an incident in the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle story, The Adventure of the Blue Carbuncle. 
Music is by Dean Fossler. Mr. Rathbone appears through the courtesy of Metro Goldwyn Mayer and Mr. Bruce through the courtesy of Universal Pictures, where they are now starring in the Sherlock Holmes series. The Petri Wine Company of San Francisco, California invites you to tune in again next week, same time, same station. Sherlock Holmes comes to you from our Hollywood studios. This is Harry Bartell saying goodnight for the Petri family. For a solid hour of exciting mystery dramas, listen every Monday on most of these same stations at 8 o'clock to Michael Shane, followed immediately by Sherlock Holmes. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. This episode's cast has been Jesse, Sarah, Ari, Sophie, Courtney, Floyd, Danny, Chase, Nico, Tom, Sam, Doss, James. All scripts are deemed public domain by way of copyright expiration. If you'd like to be a part of the team, find us on Instagram at Recreation Radio or email recreatingradio at gmail. Thank you for tuning in to episode four. Join us next month for a new year full of adventure. Test, test, test. All right, just making sure that my light is lighting up. All right, Floyd, here is the, uh, well, here, here, here is it as, uh, Lou the Lisper. Welcome to Recreation Radio. 